Hi, my name is Divya and welcome to Articulate. Articulate is a podcast for students of art that I have started in order to create an archive and a community for them to dip into for ideas and inspiration. I speak with artists across continents and genres about themselves and how they see their art in today's world context. Today I have the amazing opportunity of speaking with Mr. Jalili Atiku from Nigeria. Mr. Atiku is one of Nigeria's most well-known and award-winning artists whose practice sits in the intersection between politics, social justice, and climate change. He is admired for his fantastically elaborate performances that are energetic, full of imagery, costumes, and movement that reflect Nigeria's rich heritage and history. Through drawing, installation, sculpture, and live art, Jalili Atiku brings social and political issues facing Nigeria and its post-colonial identity into prominence. Mr. Atiku presently teaches sculpture in the Department of Art and Industrial Design, in Nigeria, and he is the project leader of Art Africa Forum, the artistic director of um, Afri Performer, a collective of performance artists in Africa, and the chief coordinator of the Advocate for Human Rights Through Art, uh, AHRA. He was a recipient of the prestigious Prince Claus Laureate Award in 2015. So thank you so much, Mr. Atiku, for agreeing to be a guest on my podcast. I really couldn't believe it when you said yes. And um, it's such an honor that you are here to speak with us today. How are you? How are you doing? Well, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much. It is actually... A great honor for me to be with you and for to have this uh, conversation at this present time is really critical because when you look at the issue that we are confronted with all over the world now the reality is confronting us and and i think this conversation is timely and uh, i feel so i think there's some lag oh no that we are discussing about it but but, but let me quickly correct something that in the in, in the in Lagos State Polytechnic, I think that is an old, uh, and I'm really sorry for that. I supposed to have edited it in the online, but yeah. I'm no more teaching in the in the Lagos State uh, Polytechnic. Oh that yeah, was, yeah, uh, yeah. Some times ago. Okay. Sorry to have misled you. Uh, no, that's I, I, fine. I'm, that's I'm, fine. I would do that very soon. Okay, so um, uh, Mr. Atiko, um, you are quite well known uh, when you if one googles your. Uh, our name and uh, through your practice but we don't know much about your origins and your how your childhood inspirations and what it is the circumstances in your childhood that led you to become an artist could you say a few words about uh, your background and where you studied and um, where you grew up etc yeah well thank you I, I, I like just like you are aware i am a nigerian artist yeah, I am based in. I was born in Lagos in in Ejibo. Mm-hmm. I grew up there. I have all my life. I spent all my life there. My parents are actually from Ejibo, but my father was a soldier, which I, I have never met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died uh, uh, seven months uh, before I was born. That is two months when I was in, in pregnancy. That was when my father died. So, and he died during the civil war. He was a soldier that fought uh, against the 
in the in the in the, in the civil war and they fought in favor of nigeria as a country right so i i, I never had him so i i i grew up with my with my grandparents right so i have my, yeah i have my uh school by my education both at ejibo and in zaria which is the northern part of the country and also in lagos mm -hmm. so my first degree i i had in in amodebelo university uh, and I, i specialized in sculpture right then i had my master's degree in the university of lagos and also in sculpture uh, also so that's why I, i have my my training well, my training is actually conventional which is the conventional educational system just like the way it it, it is in, in 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 india yeah so the same thing it was it, it is in in nigeria it is a system that was you know built by the colonial master and which was passed to the colonial country you know and so we are still part of that and we're still going through that but along the line when i was growing up and, and being in the school and and around 1991 Uh, 1991, 1992, I got admission, my, my admission into university read 1991, but I, I actually started in 1992. Right. But in 1991, I was having this kind of a brand. My grandparents were Muslims. Mm -hmm. you know, so I went to granny school also. And so, but at a point I was feeling these feelings of inferiority complex. Right. And the inferiority complex from, from the part of me that rejecting the idea that I have to do my things in a Western way, in an Arab way. You right. know, it, when you, when you are in, in a Western uh, uh, institutions that we went to, that does not allow, does not give, give priority to the culture and to the language which we are from and where everything we taught were from the foreign language. So that's, it, it built in me this feelings of inferiority complex that my native language actually is not important. Right. It makes me feel as if it doesn't matter. So that was, that was giving me that kind of a concern and it become like a kind of a rebel within me. So when I got into university and that was really deep, you know, but I, 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 was managing it and going through it, but the feelings of decolonization was deep in me at that time. So throughout my my educational system, I went through that. And I, at a point when I was about to graduate, that was when I began to now feel the need to consciously be tracing my step back into the essence of of my cultural influences in me, right. the essence of the indigenous in me. So I was gradually getting to that, you know, and also the, the, the idea about the, the political essences, the political influences in me as a person right. begin to really take strong um, influences in my body and in, in my own experiences. Because at the time I was in school, that was when the military dictatorship were ruling the country. Right. So that's made me to, to question a lot of things. So I think that is that is how my, my educational system, I mean, education was, was built up to make me who I am today. Right. So your practice was quite, um, um, art, it was a, art, activism was very much part of your practice right from the beginning, right? When, yes. Since you were a student. From the beginning. 
right yeah, so, yeah. so uh, would you be able would did you get any kind of um, support from your family friends from your institution how did they look at somebody who was an activist and an artist because um, i think in the if 70s and 80s it was quite conventional and traditionalist so were you kind of like the odd one out doing something so different from everybody else Well, well, actually, I won't say you use the word "hard." You mm. know, sometimes the uh, vocabulary sometimes may may be difficult to express uh, the exactness of things. You know, the fact that when I was doing some of my work, a lot of people were not really understand. They didn't even put kind of a strong meaning into it. Yeah. Because, for example, when um, you know the the, the 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 protocol of the school is you must have to do a final year project if you're you must have to do a final year project and do the sculptural piece. Yeah. So what I wanted to do in initially was was to do a statue that I called Guni Guni, which is the oppressor. So I had a, I had a soldier man mm-hmm. sitting on a, on 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 a civilian and and using the boots of a, of um of 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 a, of a gun to to eat. The, the 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 civilian wow it was approved that i was doing but unfortunately i could it, it couldn't survive because I, i didn't have enough money to buy material and at, at the, at the, at the, in the in the process that sculpture piece the in the clay model it, it was it was it collapsed you know and when i did the model i i i the the, the cement that i bought was an expired cement so it couldn't it couldn't Stand. i still have the the market of it but what i'm just trying to say is that because i did not have a personality at that time right that will not make people to look at me you know so i was able to do those things silently where a lot of people were were not looking at me mm-hmm. yeah All right so yeah. there was there wasn't be any kind of a protest and wasn't be any kind of a reaction so i was doing my work when people were not noticing it yeah you know so the same thing when i was doing my master degree when i use my, my 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 research in trying to use sculpture as as as, as a kind of advocacy material right. nobody know the exact nation of the influences that that work could do. so i was i was able to uh, navigate on that on that uh, uh, on that context and i was able to do a lot of things that i do without people knowing so you had a little more Not freedom see. because of anonymity Yes, yes yes yeah so how how did right. your you are so um, one of the most prominent uh, performance artists so when did that come about and how do you reconcile your sculpture practice with your performance how, how did that um, segue into performance art your sculpture you know, the, practice yeah. you know the simple definition of sculpture is the language of form yeah Yeah, so it's, it's it's a practice that deal with form. But as as a person, as you see my head, it has a form. I am a living sculpture. Yeah, you know. So so performance is that to me is an extension, it's an extended feed of sculpture. So I am a, I am a living artist. I'm a living sculpture. Yeah, my body becomes a living sculpture that I have and that I'm trying to use an 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 organic. Using an organic material, which my body is, I'm putting. So I am a living sculpture. That's another. Uh, but my 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 practice as 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 an artist, like I said, evolved out 
into that. Right. You know. So it began from the conventional sculptural form into an organic form that I've been using my body to be. Was so it really what early I was on? doing before? Yeah. Was it what I was doing before? On? Yeah. Sorry. What was creating an external materials, which are the external forms that yeah. exist on, on itself. But right now, the form that I created become part of my own body and become a kind of fusion between my body and the sculpture to become an enlarged form of sculpture. Right. So, so, uh, so was it like uh, something that happened early on or um, at a midpoint at some point? So when did your performance um, practice really uh, take on in your, um, in your career? Yeah, no, like I said the other time, that uh, the issue of the colonization began to take root in my body yeah. when I was in the university. Right. And it took become so strong. So when I graduated, I was asking myself a sincere question. How were artistic practice, how was the artistic practice in indigenous way in the Yoruba? Yeah. You know? So that question propelled me into looking keenly, you know, in trying to find how does my four four uh, generations before were doing arts, you know. Of course, the word art itself finds itself in the contemporary term, but it has been before, right? Without giving it name as they were using now. Yes. But how were the expression was then? Yeah. And when you look at it deeply, the practice at then was performance. It was a practice where object is created sound is brought into it, a magical world is put into it, and it becomes, and it put in the body, and it go into space, and they begin to put action into that, and it become an activated magic object, using the word magic. It to, to us, and now, to them at that time, become a sacred body, and a body that moves into action, that, acti that activates every energy, in the space, Amazing. and that's exactly how you practice. And so, when I realized that, and I now you know have that conviction that I want to do my practice the way it is being done in my indigenous people, Absolutely. and that's how I become a performance artist. So, in two thousand and four, that is when I I I I I resolved fully and said I want to make sure to have my, I mean, my act, artistic practice to be predominantly performance. Perfect. Amazing. Yeah. I must tell you that last year, uh, I went for this uh, symposium called Afrofuturisms. And there, um, there was this oh. workshop on masquerade. So we were supposed to make a whole costume out of a Dutch African fabric. And any of the... Um, uh, things available to us and then embody with that magic word like you said and it was an amazing experience but your the scale that you do is unbelievable the kind of um it's it's like a it's like a huge um you know performance or stage it's like theater literally you have so many people helping you you're interacting with the audience you have uh, hundreds of props and sculpture. I think there are more sculptures than props that you make for each um, performance. So how do you how do you kind of uh, 
get the idea how do you approach it um i know that you spoke about drawings and uh conceptualizing but in your own words how do you um do it how do you approach the the whole project yeah you know um first of all that like i said that's because my body is present in most of my work so i my departing point in all my subject matter it is me yeah you know but by the me that i'm talking about it is not this physical body it is the reality that i have experienced is the, the, the reality that i have made up everything about me both in philosophy in in my interaction with world in my interaction with object in my interaction with context in my in my interaction with team itself so that's the first point yeah. so when i have a project too i need to tell myself what is that in me that is silent that need to be pushed out into the public right so then and that take me into a very deep uh state which i i i i i i try to put that stage in, into like the an, an alignment within myself so the and i this an, an alignment means that i i i go into my archival body i decode the memory within me and i research more into this memory and this memory connects to the whole world because you won't be surprised that when i was also growing up as a kid i am more into being into your culture which is india mm. because yeah because of the film i am very close to indian culture because, because i want yeah i watched the film by damendra by by amtabasha and so those made me to have this fast about your beingness in india your space is brought to me and so by the time i was watching those film my archival body which one of my friend called the knowing body mm. and assimilated a lot of imagery from right. watching those films okay so those so those become part of my imagery become my the element that have been in my archival body and so oh. if i want to do any work for example when i was invited to to come and participate in the inner in the inner art festival in the inner art um art fair so those memory come back mm. and i begin to ask them, what is that partner thing that is happening in india that i need to talk about right so and the, the issue the issue about uh uh citizen amendment citizen uh bill coming to into fall then yeah. i need to now put it into a context how would the indigenous body of india interact with that and the yeah. idea of the holy came into me and i begin to now exploit more further into what kind of a body that i need to present in a public space that will make people to connect to their own experience to connect to their own indigenous essences then i built up those imagery that you saw that i that i that i come up with a team which is like a kind of a big uh idioms that take that that introduced the performance right nobody is born born wise so it just to bring people into the thinking of the fact that we are not all wise yeah. the processes of being a wise person is connected to the environment you are 
to the people you interact with, to the laws that are made, that everything that made you human, it is in your environment. So that is how I approach most of my of my contests. Then, of course, a lot of things come into that. Just like I told you, that the first thing is for me to be in a line with myself. Right. And myself is not just only one entity. Myself is a universality that has been deep deposited in my body. And that universality, the core part of it is the center of humanity. The essences of human, the essences of me being a human being, and the essence of me connecting with you while we are talking right now, where you are in India, I mean, you are in, you are from a space from India, and you are in, in, a, in, in, in Europe, and we are connected. You see, we are bringing the energy of the world world coming into the center of us, and we are conversing now about that. So the body of my work, or the body of the work that I do, the work that I do at that, at that uh, present time and the moment, is boiled down into how do I activate an interaction within my audience. Amazing, amazing. That's it's like literally looking at you. I can feel that energy coming through <laughs> the screen. It's amazing. So, who do you look up to in terms of um, um, artists, or do you even look to Western art as an inspiration, or do you only look at your indigenous history and heritage, or do you do a mix of both? Yeah, at the moment, at the moment, what I do right now, I am a post-colonial. Yeah. body right so it means that i have a lot of the elements of the colonial masters with the western world the 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 the, 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 the european wars and of course from the asian world are deposited in me yeah but presently i looked up to my indigenous body indigenous knowledge indigenous practices and these are exactly what has been influencing the contemporary world Right. A lot of a lot of things. For example, I will I'll break it down. I'll break it down into little pieces. When you talk about well, let, let's talk about the modern art. The modern art take a lot of clue from the post-colonial era. Yeah. yeah. And specifically about the interactions of the Western world with the colonial countries. Right. With the colonial body. Right. right. For example, the Dadaism, you know. In, in, in 2019, in 2016, that that movement was 100 years of, of establishment. Mm -hmm. yeah. and at the time of that, when the Dadaism were, were springing up, the idea that influenced the artists at that time were the interactions they had with, 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 with contact with foreign ideas. Yeah. And the foreign ideas were the indigenous ideas, the indigenous philosophy, the indigenous activists that was coming from there. Yeah. yeah. So if at that time, a hundred years ago, those were ideas that was collected from an indigenous body, it means that there is a lot of values that are deposited in the past civilizations of those indigenous people. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I am picking ideas that are from there that we need to bring forward. Because this moment, it is filled with racism that blocks the essences of people from reasoning. But the people who are indigenous are not racist. They are humanitarians. They are people who believe in the values of humans, who believe 
that we are human must move forward. We believe that we are we are connected, we are united in one with one entity which is human. Or oh, are even connected to nature, body. right? Connected to nature, yeah. connected to other people. There is no if it, difference. If, it, if you look at every indigenous body all over the world, yeah, they are not they are not capitalist. No, our 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 contemporary our our modern time our 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 time is capitalist capitalist oriented, and that is the dangerous part of our reality. That is the things that are killing us. So. So for for right now, my reference point in in whatever thing I do is the indigenous body, Fantastic. and that is why the performance I did in India is influenced is basically the indigenous body. Of course, there is a lot of traits of 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 of, of a modern time because I'm a modern man. Yeah. Right. But my experiences, of course, is shared by the by the modern experiences. But in in, in 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 influence now, I'm consciously going back into the contemporary world. I mean, into the indigenous world. I'm picking my references from there. Yeah, I have a hundred questions, but I'll start from the beginning. One is that you have all this energy that you um, portray in your performance, which you are talking about in your your um, uh, the energy from your forefathers, the indigenous um, history, and um, your decolonizing yourself. All these ideas that you perform, how are you able to translate that to the audience who's looking at you? Do you ever debrief? what you do or do you ex- expect them to make their own conclusion to what you are trying to say is there do you have yeah. any kind of um, dialogue beyond your performance like how you speak you speak so fantastically do you ever have like um uh, sessions after your performance to say what you actually did well of course i i i don't design my performance to have a section of explanation mhm yeah. So, but but sometimes the audience could engage me outside the performance, mm-hmm. and that become a natural conversation right. between myself and the audience. But as 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 a practice, I don't um, I don't use my performances to have a a, a post discussion to explain of the I worked with. What I call object ontology, right? And in in the object ontology, I work with the values of the object that I assembled in my performance, and those objects itself have an inherent energy, and also add have an inherent meaning, which my audience will be able to. I think there's a lag in um in the. To, you know, find meanings yeah. with when they look at them, that with them. Oh, the performance, the recipe object which I, I I use, the elephants and 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 the and the sacred objects of the India. They, those are the objects that they are familiar with. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for me to 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 bring it all up for them to assemble it for them, it is because I consciously bring it up to to to. So to kind of influence a kind of a dialogue within them, you know, and they will 
users as as a, as at a departing point to ask themselves a question and to begin to think about it without me telling them what I have in mind. Because sometimes we become colonial masters with our work. Mm. Yeah. By the aesthetics we bring out, it colonizes our 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 audiences. I don't want to do that. Mm. I don't want, I don't I don't want my work to colonize my audience. I want my audience to freely move into the work and be free in interpreting it, in taking it further, mm. in, in rejecting it, in accepting it, in embracing it with without any permission from me. They are free to do that. So and that is why before I go into space, there is a lot of series of dialogue within myself. And I try to be free and set this object that I'm bringing up into this space. Is it a colonial, does it have a colonial trait that colonizes my audience? Or does it instill a kind of a freedom that makes my audience to be free when they look at that? So at the end of it, I, I become, you know, I, I become like a, a kind of a kind of model of free because the entire thing that I'm trying to do is to ensure freedom, wow. right? And so my object should be able to, you know, permit that by people to come freely in interpreting it in the way they feel like according their own level of consciousness. Yeah, that's um, that's amazing. So so no two performances will ever be alike, and. Um, yes. So it's a it has a very kind of temporal temporal quality to it. It's ephemeral, and documentation is important. So have you ever thought about your legacy in terms of what it is that people will um, know about you apart from uh, remembering your performances? There's nothing like I mean you have your physical sculptures, but the the actual um, passion of your art is your performance, isn't it? So, and it's. Yeah. It, it what is it have you thought about your legacy what you would um kind of um show for yourself um through your uh, work well you know as an artist as a performance artist also the moment i begin my work it become a legacy mm -hmm. because performance is about memory yeah art is about memory and so when you begin to put it in motion and it become you activate it, the legacy is being created. So it's, it becomes like a kind of an organic thing that it begins to evolve and it is there in the memory and it is there in the archival body of the world. So it becomes a legacy. For example, uh, in February when I was in India, I have laid down the legacy of in the memory that people begin to think about it most of the time. What does the the, the psychological of yellow? What is the psychological of, of elephant? How as people as the history, the past created memory into those objects? So it becomes the legacy of it naturally. So my performance itself, because I, I like I said, my body is involved. I am present there. And so it has been documented itself naturally. The legacy of human freedom, the legacy of active, the active energy within that is deposited in me and in the society has become the legacy that I've already laid down. Wow. It's become 
really the natural thing. Great, great, great. So, uh, could you say a bit more about your um, uh, performance with turmeric? Because uh, I feel it's quite, like you said, it's quite relevant in these times of uh, trauma and uh, need for healing that you did. Yeah, I will, of course. You know, um, like, of course, I'll go back to the indigenous practice also. Yeah. The indigenous people have really know that healing nature have, have, have a lot of energy that heal the body yeah. when there is an ailment, you know. And the turmeric are content of a natural uh, materials that has brought together. And each of the content of the turmeric as each of the material there contains special energy that in nature as as be able to um, uh, um, compose, you know. So those um, therapeutic energy that contain in turmeric are what I trying to bring into the body. When you have a contact with it, the energy, the energy, um, the energy come into your aura and become a gradual cleansing of the body because helmet is a negative energy that have I, that have hijacked the body that have jacked the ancestors yes. of in the body and turmeric begins to clean it gradually begin to clean it gradually and that is why the the performers in in indian have that contact of turmeric and object and you are gradually rubbing it and when you rub it you are you are using your own energy to have in contact with the turmeric and press that energy into the, the the objects and it goes into the space into the space and also go into your body and become a kind of a contemplative moment yeah. where your own energy as a person is is concentrated on the turmeric and the turmeric is also concentrated on you and it's now you know begin to gradually taking over your body and the healing process begin to accumulate and begin to you know the, the energy begin to accumulate and take over the entire body so that is the energy it is this nature you know that is the the content of the nature which is energy that is in the turmeric that become the healing part of it wow. and that is what the nature has I will definitely add pictures to um, our, uh, you know, to this uh, podcast so that people can see what you're talking about, which is really remarkable. So um, moving on from there, I wanted to talk about the larger uh, thing about art in Nigeria and in the African continent as a whole. So how do you think it fits into um you know the world context how do you think african and nigerian art is looked at uh, today in uh, by the contemporary world well of course actually i i must tell you that is the 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 art from africa all over the world is is and and as such we we are going through a, a lot of uh what 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 I will call about the the, the, the 
neglect uh, period because people really don't understand from Africa and they take it, look at it, not only in Africa also, of course, sometimes when I look at the people, the way people write about the Indian, the arts from Indian or, or arts from us. It's, it's, all, also it's always so about... So the same kind of experience. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because we are from our colony, you know, because as a former colony and the sincerity of it is the fact that the art world is a racist world. There's a lot of racism in the art world. And so, for example, when anybody want to talk about my work, they are not talking about it because I am an artist, I create work. They will be talking about my work because I'm an African artist. Right. So that is the racism about it. Because people will look at you from the continent you are coming from yeah. and want to analyze your work from that. But they won't look at you from your own experiences. You are coming from a physical space that have a lot of experiences that is that is translated into form that is so and that is the what we are, we are, we are, there is a lot of injustice that has been done to us and that is where i want to look at you to look at art from africa but some of us are able to say that we are standing up and standing up become like a protest body yeah that is the political aspect of my work yeah because each time i go i go with the body of a protest ad. I'm telling you, look at the work that is coming from Nigeria. Yeah. And you're looking at it from the philosophy of the, the, the humanity. And it's coming from Africa. It's coming from my country. It's coming from Ichigo. It's coming from the Yoruba. Right? So, and that is exactly how, uh, and that is the protest that I put into the body of the work. For example, as an artist coming from Nigeria, that I came to India, that I, I, I work in the context that is fitting into what is happening in India. Right. It needs to let you know that as a body, somebody from Nigeria, I am educated about the issue of the world. Right. And I do not allow my own opinion to form my world. I am not a racist. I am a humanitarian. And I'm not, I'm not a capitalist. So that is the work, that is the way the idea that are coming from Africa. And mm -hmm. that is the idea that I borrowed from my ancestral body. We are not capitalists. And that is the way how, why the European people were able to navigate themselves and colonize us yeah. because we are not capitalists. Right, right. And, and because we are not that, we give everybody the freedom to come into our space. Come, we welcome you. When you now came, you now took over. The European took over everything without giving us, you know, they took over everything. They destroyed everything we had. Yeah. So for me to come into the center of the world and tell the world, I am a black artist. My generation are not capitalists. I am humanitarian. I carry the body of humanitarian. I am a freedom fighter. Yeah, sorry. Um recording got paused. So, um, um, I understand what you're saying. But then um, I also wanted to ask you, so you said that you um, uh, use the context of the country that you are performing in. So when you perform, say, in Switzerland, do you use uh, their issues when you are um, talking, when you're doing your work? Do you kind of research into their problems and use their kind of issues in your 
I considering that Switzerland is a European country. So do you have the same kind of strategy wherever you work? Yeah, of course. Like I, I said earlier, that I try to be consciously deviate from the colonial trait of objects. And in doing that, because I know that when I'm going to a different space, I want to be meaningful. I want to, my audience to be able to feel their experiences in what I do. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and that made me to propel me, like I also said the other time, that to go inwardly and trying to see my experiences that is similar into the same place I'm going to. Of course, it may not going to be the same kind of experience, but there will be similarity in it. In Switzerland, I have performed there more than uh, about three, about four or five times in Switzerland. And most of the things that I do, for example, I did a performance in in Bern, and that is the the official city, uh, the capital of Switzerland. Yeah. They have a, a, a sculpture. I can't remember the name of the sculpture, and that sculpture, it, it, it's a sculpture that eats kids, children. Oh, okay. You know, so when I saw, when I saw that sculptural piece, I, I was shocked that in 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 a country where we have the headquarters of human rights uh, organization, <laughs> should they have that the the and edifies the human rights abuse. What are we talking about? So I use that as a contest in in, 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 in one of my performances right there in Bern right. to challenge to challenge that because because it's something about the same kind of a thing happens in, 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 in my country when I was coming from. In Lagos State, we have the status of Madame Tinubu, those who are slave traders. And still standing there, we have been destroyed. So these are kind of things that keep, you know, recurring most of the time. The emphasis of 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 of, of things that are that are, that are inhuman itself. So I research a lot. I I, I have an independent mind of asking questions and deep down into the history of the people that I want to. As, I mean, I want to perform with because my audience are integral part of my performance. Absolutely. And so if they become an element in my performance, I must understand them. I must be able to share their memory in my mm-hmm. work. And I, 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 want, I want to situate my work in their own uh, memory that does not dislocate or does not break them down as an inferior commodity, as some of us have, have, have been experienced in our own space during the colonial period and also during the post-colonial period. So are you saying that now, um, as a post-colonial country, you have complete freedom in expressing yourself? Because I had heard in 2017, was it that you were arrested because of your political yeah. performance? And do you think that artists should move out of their comfort zone of just being commentators and observers and actually do something like what you did and get arrested and therefore make a point which is um like like a like a freedom fighter of erstwhile freedom fighters of our countries or activists uh, would get you know 
get arrested and um, does that actually is it important for artists to um, keep that put their safety on the line so to speak to make a yeah. point well, let, me, let me start let me I would I would respond by trying to you know use this kind of a kind of a allegorical statement when you go to have a consultation with a doctor what do you expect from the doctor you expect the doctor to examine your body and prescribe a medicine when you have a healing body an artist carried a sacred body i am an artist i am not i am not a jester yeah and an artist is to, to influence the consciousness of his generation that is what an artist is all about i i carried a sacred body and i must be able to discharge my responsibility as a sacred body i am not creating a work aesthetically for you to 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 rob your ego to press your ego but to challenge your consciousness and make it higher mm. that is my responsibility that's that's a good way of saying so i must do it. so if i if i if i do my responsibility and it infuriates those who do not want to listen and they attack my body i have choose to be an artist i will never resign myself as an artist it is a sacred responsibility that i carry that i must discharge and i will do it irrespective of whatever it can happen because my body is an ephemeral i am going to drop it at a time and join my ancestor but my ancestor is going to ask me what have you contributed to civilizations that you made when you were living they are not going to ask me how many money do you make when you were there but i'm going to ask you what will you how, how have you contributed to it and that is why it is my responsibility as an artist to challenge the status quo the status quo that instilled pains suffering injustice hardship to my fellow humans or to the nature or to life i will challenge it with my work because the only form that i have as a form of expression is my artistic expression and which is my body involved everything about me is the expression i must use it and to me it is a sacred responsibility wow i know it's 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 so inspiring mr atiku but looking at what's happening around us first the coronavirus and the whole world is suffering and now what's happening in the us with trump and his um monstrosity how would you even kind of know where to start to kind of um respond with this and do you even think there's any point for artists like us or you to even rise up and uh protest or communicate or express is there any point considering that nobody is even listening of course uh, the war is so fast so big yeah. a, a lot of people are listening a lot of people will not listen you know and and the world has become a global village now yeah. with the issue of of uh, the social uh social media it has become a really you know you 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 feel the whole world listening without not listening yeah what i mean by listening and not listening they would think you think that they are not looking 
but they were looking. And you said something that how do you uh, how do you how do you talk about the issues that is that is that is that is uh, prevailing right now? Let me try to bring you back into in 2014 because as an artist. I, I talk a lot about the issues of the universality, the issues the issues that surround us, and sometimes I, I feel when I feel something, when I when I feel something, I will I will uh, begin begin really looking and begin to talk about it. I have started, you know, conscientizing the the world about the issues of of uh, the world's power represent by the US, by China, by by France, and by all the other countries that are world power. You know? So which I titled Ologberry. All of world power are, are doing things that that, that that you think that are valuable to us, but of course that useless useless to the to the growth of humanity. And in that performance I assembled I used a skeleton. Okay. And also milk, and I was feeding skeleton with with the milk, so, and you see that action, meaning that you, a dead person, a dead person could 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 not drink whatever anything you give. You are killing the whole world, and you are selling at the at you are selling yours to um, uh, 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 sustaining the world. It's a lot of injustice with that. Mm. So those injustices, it's 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 not something you you cannot. It's not something. It's it's, it's a deadly thing. So yeah. that is Ali. How I've been I've been doing it. If you study that, look at that work. Then you also will see. So I I have been, I am not new in talking about things that are happening right. So it's an involvement. You know, the, the thing didn't will start when I'm already in the deep aspect of that. So it's a continuation. I have been talking about racism. In 2018, when Trump said that African countries live in in, in S, I he use S words. Unbelievable. You know? It was awful. Yeah. So when he used that in 2018, I did a performance in South Africa where I actually whipped him. And that action it's a cleaning action. And you can see the way, since then, you can see that he has, you, have, you see the way it came out. The racism in him began to escalate. Yeah. And you can feel it. You can know. Everybody know that it's a leader, it's a world leader that is destroying the world, the, the essences of life. Yeah. So, um, tell us how the award, the Prince uh what is it? Prince Claude Laureate Award. Claude Laureate Award. How did that help you? And is recognition important for someone like you to um, get motivated and to get more projects? And do you think it's important to be recognized and be awarded regularly? Well, of course, as, as a human, it's, it's, uh, uh, the word recognition may not actually doesn't mean it's, it's not it doesn't mean anything, you know. But the, 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 the recognition which I got, I am more really, really happy about it. And it is a symbol. It is a symbol 
of, of, of when you are active in life, when you are active in your practice, and when you are meaningful, you know, the word, the word but meaningful is when you, 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 when you, when you are, your, your, your contest of, 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 of practice is situated in humanitarian concern. Yeah. And you're doing it sincerely without thinking of the capitalist uh, tendency. I mean, what I mean by capitalist tendency without the financial value that come into that, it become really uh, an influential thing into bringing forward. So I, 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 it made me really, really extremely happy that I got that award. Because and that award it, is, is given to people who are working in humanitarian uh, issues, uh, isn't it? And it helped me tremendously because I got a huge amount of money and I, which made me to put into into my work right. and I put into into all, all things that I need to do at the, at the time when I couldn't get it. Because, you know, when you are working, when you, are make, when you, when you situate your work in a humanitarian concern, it does not appeal to capitalists. Yeah. There is and nothing so to buy that, and sell. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to buy and sell. Yeah. And so, but getting the award from Print Claws, Jeremy Hope, you know, it fueled the, 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 the energy in me and, and, and it grew, you know, and it grows faster and it made me to believe that I am an important person and as well as my practice and as well. And, you know, the most important thing is that for, for, for a performance artist from Africa, you know, and that is the, the, the value of, 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 of that uh, award. That it's coming from Africa and a performance artist that is that is neglected that it does not people don't look at it. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it really is really important, that it's, and and I will also encourage every organization to to because it empowers me. You know what I mean by empowers me is it energizes me and to be to move forward and to be to think. You know. In, in, in a direction which I'm thinking and it gives me like a tumble up and say, you, you, you're doing the right, you know? Right, and, you. And, and so when my morale is down, when I remember it, I feel energized that I'm not just doing things that is that is fabulous, that is valuable. People are looking at you. Fantastic. People are looking at whatever you do, you are contributing to humanity. Humanity is also looking at you. Did it uh, give you a chance to collaborate with other artists across the world? Did, do you do you believe in collaborations? Do you even uh, think of working with other artists? Yes, so, of course. It's it's give me an enormous time to collaborate because I have the funds. I can do whatever. I can do. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. So, um, yeah. can you tell us a little bit me? about who you look up to? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello. Um, Is it? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. I can yeah. hear you. So, uh, can you tell us a bit about who you look up to in um, uh, in 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 the artist world? I mean, people who are alive and who are performance artists that uh, you are inspired by. Well, um, it's it's a, honestly it's a really difficult thing for me at the moment because I I, I look at a lot of people. A lot of people, I look up to a lot of people 
a lot of artists in the world. I look up to artists. It doesn't matter what practice you do. I look up to all artists in the world. I they, with, with, the, with the help of social media, I connect to a lot of artists and I look at their, their work and I, 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 I want to get influence from that. I want to get, I want to get um, and, and a lot of things. But essentially, I look, I look up to the yeah, indigenous. Indigenous, yeah. Artists. I know. I remember. I remember you. You said that before. Yeah. 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 I, I look up to indigenous artists. I look at their content. I look at what they what they look at. What are what what are, what are their influences? And I also study them. But essentially, I look up to the the the, 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 the philosophy, the practice of my own indigenous body, which is the Yoruba. Uh, do you have like written work about them or is uh, is it something that you have to um how do you even access this kind of um, information about your ancestors and uh, the yoruba practices do you have any yeah, documentation in, yeah in in yoruba what our references is oduifa which we call in fact divination the odu it's already it contains a lot a lot a lot of deep information oh. about the people about their civilizations about their feelings about their philosophy about their religion about everything from historical and it's, it's also projected into future mm. right for, for example the issue of pandemic it is there in ifa how to address pandemic when it comes oh my goodness but because we are still under the colonial influence. We find it extremely difficult to tap into that knowledge. Recently, my president, the president of my country, said, yes, he looked into the herbal medicine as important, but it's more subjected to scientific, uh, uh, scientific results. But you, I, would, I would ask that as a science, as science, discover vaccine for the coronavirus that want to test the potency of the herbal medicine okay so those are, those are the things so i looked up for to me it gave me a lot of circle it gave me a lot of hope when the modern science or the modern philosophy the modern things cannot but i go back there and tap and deep down into it and i get that the 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 the, the, the solutions it, it is deep because it is not corrupt it is not racist it is all about humanity so i look up to that and like, like i said i looked up, up to indigenous body all over the world and also indigenous artists all over the world right right so i have read that um many performance artists including dancers actors they go into a kind of zone it's like a trance-like um, feeling when the time stops and you don't um, know uh, who's around you. You kind of um, uh, don't take notice of any of your surroundings. And there's some kind of spiritual kind of element to it. Do you have that kind of um, feeling when you um, do your work and do you even think about stuff like that? Yeah, I said it the other time. I said as a performance artist, as an artist, as an artist, uh, I carry a sacred body. And this sacred body is a special energy that is deposited in every, every artist. And this energy is reactivated whenever I set myself or 
into an action, into that action. And that's, you know, it is, it is, it is, it is embedded. It's a kind, of, a kind of taking over the entire, my entire body. So I want to take over my entire body. I don't, I become it. Yeah, it yeah, you embody it, yeah. So, so I embodied that energy each time I begin the work. And at that time, I, I don't feel pains. I don't feel, I become emotionless. I become, I got into states that become more powerful, that it's that it that I want it to be, that I become. So that is that sacred moment. You know, that was, that was the time I did a performance in, 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 um, in Copenhagen, in, in Copenhagen, and at that day, it was real, real snow. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was shaking, and when I started the performance, I couldn't feel, I couldn't feel the coldness. Nice. I become the cold itself, and become the cold. It become an infinity uh, emotionless state where I don't feel pain any longer. Brilliant. And immediately, I finished the performance. I started feeling the pain right. of the cold. So, so it is a sacred moment that you are, one uh, activates when you start the performance. And that sacredness is the strongest energy that I carry. Wow, wow, amazing, so inspiring. So this kind of thinking, how do you marry technology into it? Do you even look to technology to help you in your, um, in, in when you're conceptualizing and uh, making work or yeah, is it something which is um, anathema to your kind of way of working do you feel that being analog is is true to how you are um, how you perform or do you think that technology is a good tool to help you well in, in actual facts you know um, I, idea itself I, I, as an idea or as, as uh, let's say let's use it as, 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 as an energy let's use uh, technology as an energy itself has both opposite. I mean, positive, um, it is opposite. It's a dual nature. But you, you know, right now we are conversing. It's a performance of a dialogue between myself, and you are in a different place. Yeah. So technology has helped in a collaboration. Has helped me to collaborate more with life. I get connected. It connects me. To a lot of things that ordinarily that that in my physical body cannot do. Yeah. Right. So, and for example, when I try to get information, technology also take me into it. Right. Like I make research. I I can take a check kind of a library online library. I can quickly call somebody. Right now, while I'm talking with you, I have a lot of phone calls begin coming in, and I begin also looking at. Some people are making comments on some things that I so life, you know, it connects you to to a lot of things in life which ordinarily I cannot connect to. So yeah. it's, it enhances my connection to life. You understand? So it enhances, or sometimes it's also going to be dangerous in a way. But it's 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 at collaborate with it. It's collaborators to me that help me to navigate a, a lot of things that I can actually cannot uh, navigate ordinarily. So this lockdown and the technology, technology together, have you um, come up with new ideas? Are you planning to do something uh, online? Are you, are you even thinking on those terms? 
Well, of course, I. It's just a normal thing to me mm-hmm. because you know I have. Sometimes when I do uh, my my performance, uh, immediately after that, if I get some uh, photographs, I put them. I put them on um, online on Facebook on Twitter media for people to see. And sometimes people use the phone while they were seeing my 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 performance in in a public space. They they put it on on the social media instantly in live and people are looking at them yeah, so it has been a collaboration that i'm i am I, i've been keen into it so it's just and i kind of uh, become more a progress into that mm-hmm. but i must tell you it is traumatizing when everything that we have now is reduced into machine mm. i am traumatized by it mm. i am more physical contact person Yeah. And my performance is for a physical person contact. And I've resolved that my performance always take place in a public space. The things that I want to do, I want to continue doing it in a public space. Yeah. So people will not come, but we can connect. I can, we can have a machine. People, people can connect that and connect to a far remote distance and people can watch it. But I want to maintain my physical contact with a physical space. You 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 because, want that energy to kind of um, push you yeah, forward, isn't want, it? Yeah, because I want I want I, I you understand that space itself has its own energy. Yeah. Yeah. So space has been has been has been dislocated. I've been disconnected from our activities. Right, it yeah. means that the natural forces. In the space, that also that also become part of the performance. When when I perform, has been has been disconnected from that, and that is the traumatizing part of it. Mm, that's true. And as I want to connect back to that, if I want to make a performance, I will not make a performance in a in 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 a isolated space and people to see. I won't do that. I would rather go into my own public space and have a performance going on. And people can connect into that in their own mm. isolated space, you know, so that this breeze in the space, the tree in the space, you know, the sun in the space, and the light in the space, yeah. which I collaborate with, can become part of the performance, because my performance it is not solo. Yeah, most of the performance I do are not solo. That are unseen energy, the unseen object that also become part of that, and those unseen are my collaborators, which the nature. I mean, the nature are my collaboration, which I do not want to disconnect from. And, and so, so that is a traumatizing thing that I am yeah. trying to navigate and see how. Of course, I haven't coming out with this distinct idea of how I want to do it. But what I know, my resolution is, I want to do my, my performance in the public space that I've been doing it. So we we'll look at the the, the the technology that which we're going to be using. Of course, that is a life. I'm here now, live talking with you. Yeah. And you're seeing me, so we can put that into space. When I want to be in the public space, I want to be in an open space where my also other collaborator can be part of it. Hopefully, if there is a vaccine, you won't have problems in going back to normal again. Well, I I I know that it's vaccine for it. Ah, uh, sorry. 
I said, I know there that is it's fast for uh-huh. it. Yeah. A lot of people have what, what they have been using. Because the whole thing is about the immune system. When your immune system is down, anything can come into it. That's but if, if your Im- immune system is boosted or nothing will go. And that is one of the things that the indigenous body usually do. When the coronavirus broke out, I researched quickly. I, I talked to my to my to my babalawo and I said, I want something that will increase my immune system. Okay. But I begin to use them. The house, I begin to drink, I begin to do a lot of things. Why this I I don't wait for anybody. I don't wait for the scientists to come and tell me how to move in my life. There's a lot of a lot of achievement. There's a lot of um uh, 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 record archiva uh, the medicine uh, the medicine that are yeah. uh, there in the in the indigenous people so I begin to ask and begin to use that so why the scientists have been and why this the capitalists are deceiving us and telling us a lot of lies mm. about things we have to move let every nature every country decide the vaccine to use not somebody sitting in one country and said, let's tell you the vaccine to use. Indian as a country can de- can get their own vaccine and use. Nigeria can get. Madagascar have gotten their own vaccine mm. and they are using it and they are saying it's working for them. Oh, is it? Okay. It's, working. it's working for their citizen. So it is only when you now begin to say it's not working and not you say it. Not any country. The country, the, 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 the president of the country will say it is working for us because we have proof for it. I can tell you categorically without subjecting myself to any 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 kind of test that I am using something within that, that within my own indigenous apps that is good for my body. Mm. So I don't need to subject myself to anything. I'm talking with you. I am I am healthy. I am happy. I I, I don't get afraid of anything because I know that I use a lot of things from the indigenous medicine nice. that, is, that is that is activating my immune system like in india we have the ayurveda which is another indigenous yeah. way of uh, yeah. using medicine yeah. Yeah. yeah so have you ever thought about um you know growing older and because your kind of work requires tremendous amount of energy like you say and have you thought given any thought about what you will do going forward 10 years down the line um how do artists like you reconcile to that i'm i am an i, I carry organic body so it's 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 it moves to stages by stages as an artist i moved with that i moved the, the the because i am present my body will be present in most of my performances. If I'm 100 years old and I have a frail body, I will use that fragile body in that persona, in that performance for you to have the feelings of the fragility of what I'm doing. Ooh, nice. so, so, so I am not going to be projecting into it now because projecting into it is like conditioning it why I am not there. Right, right. I am, so I'm giving myself that freedom of involvement. And the freedom of movement is whatever any state I find myself become the reality of my body. And I'm going to use it. I'm going to use my body as it is. Because like I told you earlier on, that my body 
become what it is and what I want it to be and what it will be. So I will use it the way it is at the time I become older. Wow, that is such an inspiring talk. I can't tell you how nice it was to talk to you. Um, thank you so much. I am a sculpture student myself, although I'm not young, but uh, I've learned so much from this conversation. Thank you so much, Mr. Atiku. Yeah, thank you so much too. I'm sorry also the the technology. Yeah, it's a know, bit um, dodgy. Going. <laughs> yeah. And I wish you all the best for your future projects. And uh, I follow you on Instagram. And uh, hopefully then there will be more coming up. Thanks.